This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Damian Bulwa, Managing Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, could what is happening in Portland come to the Bay Area? Early this month, the Trump administration sent federal law enforcement officers to Portland amid racial justice demonstrations there. What happened after that, including reports of protesters being snatched from streets into unmarked vans, has caused national outcry. Joining me to talk about it all is Joe Garofoli, our senior political writer and the host of the podcast, It's All Political. Joe, thanks for your time. It's good to be back. Well, Joe, um, you've been writing about what's going on in Portland. People have obviously been following it. Um, before we talk about how that could apply to the Bay Area, can you give us a lay of the land? What is what is the latest on the streets of Portland? Well, this has been going on for, for nearly a month. Um, the, there's been demonstrations every day there. And, the, you know, their protesters have expanded beyond the, the concerns about police brutality. They've taken down uh, statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. And <clears throat> it was about that time in early July when, as you alluded to, uh, the president sent law enforcement officers to Portland. And their initial mission was to you know, protect federal office buildings and other statues. But within a few days, they started moving. Uh, they started uh, pushing protesters away that were in, uh, several blocks away from where there were any federal buildings. So they, they kind of got out there. And then they started using more aggressive tactics. They started firing chemical agents. They, and they started patrolling around in unmarked vehicles. And and basically detaining protesters without explaining why they they pop them into a van or a car and 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 take off. Um, Trump said, you know, when he was questioned about why he was doing this, he said it's because, quote, the locals couldn't handle it; it was out of control. Uh, the the Chad Wolf, who was the acting Homeland Security Secretary, he described Portland as a quote city under siege. But you know the the the, uh, the officials in Oregon from the mayor of Portland, the governor of Oregon, it's two Democratic senators say, no, get out. We don't want the feds here. Yeah, Joe, you've spent a lot of time covering protests and and these videos that emerged of vans pulling up, people in camouflage grabbing up protesters and shoving them in the back. I mean, these are the kind of images that actually uh, create a protest movement and give it a lot of energy. Right, and, and, the, and the demonstrations have gotten... Uh, larger in in uh, portland since the feds uh, arrived on the scene uh and, th and that's kind of stuff you've been out we've been out there in the street together uh for years and and i've not seen that i've not seen protesters grabbed and shoved into a police van you know without um at least certainly here in the bay area i've not seen that okay so the politics come into it um more and more, Joe, as as the president is asked to describe why he's sending troops to to Portland, excuse me, not troops, but these these agents, um, and also as people around the country see the images and react, tell us politically what's going on. Well, politically, what's going on here is the uh, the president is, as one person told us in the story today, a constitutional 
constitutional law scholar at Hastings, he's trying to create a problem here, or at least exacerbate one where there really isn't uh, a problem. Uh, the the president is campaigning as that he is quote the president of law and order, and uh, you know, but so when he has a problem in um, uh, in Oregon, he's uh, he's sort of throwing fuel in the fire there, and and because the the protesters on the street are reacting to what they're seeing these federal law enforcement officers doing, because in Portland uh, the police there are have a, have made agreements to not use um, tear gas and other chemical agents. They've made agreements to do, to do things that are a little bit more benevolent. Um, and so the, but the, the feds are, are not adhering to that. So it's just inflaming the tensions. Uh, so you, you see scenes about what's going on. The president comes in and says, well, I'm going to act and I'm going to uh, be the president of law and order and, and clamp down on this stuff. So today, when he was asked about this, there's, you know, he's asked, well, are you going to be uh, doing that more? He says, the president said, quote, we're going to have more federal law enforcement uh, because we're not going to have, we're not going to let New York and Chicago and Philadelphia and Detroit and Baltimore and all these cities. Oakland is a mess. We're not going to let this happen in our country. All are run by liberal Democrats, end quote. So it's, it always does seem to be these kind of cities, Portland and the Bay Area. Joe, you'll recall the big um, immigration sweeps uh, that happened a couple of years back. Um, why does mm-hmm. he always seem to choose these cities? And, and, and does that mean that, that perhaps there is a greater chance that, that troops could be sent to, uh, again, I said troops, sorry, agents could be sent to, uh, to the streets of Oakland? I would not be surprised. And remember, we, as, as we know, there, uh, the Bay Area is a hotbed of protest. It's a hotbed of activism. It has been for, uh, you know, a half a dec- a half a century. And so uh, we always lead in this uh, things. What happens here is often carried across the country. And so there are very likely going to be a, a demonstration here. And, and when there is, we may see federal troops here. Uh, the, and, and already, um, uh, the, the mayor of everybody from the mayor of Oakland, Libby Schaff is pushing back on him. She said, um, uh, we're not sp- experiencing any civil unrest right now. Um, she said, uh, you know, don't, she, she has said that she's pushed back on the president. We, she accused them of being a racist and, and using racist dog whistles and, and, uh, mentioning Oakland here. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi, uh, who used, you know, uh, surprisingly strong language. Uh, she she tweeted uh, a couple of days ago that Trump and his stormtroopers must be stopped. Uh, that's that's unusually harsh language for the for the House Speaker, third most powerful person in the country, to to push back on the president and and you say his use of federal officers is uh, referred to them as stormtroopers. Um, Gavin Newsom was asked about this today. Uh, he was asked if he was if the president give him a heads up as to whether these uh, officers are coming to California. And he said, no, and we would not uh, want them here. Joe, it really raises a question. You said that the president thinks this is an, a winning election issue for him. But that's not at all clear, is it? No, it's not. In fact, the polls show that the the, the country is definitely uh, not supporting him when it comes to his stance on the racial justice movement. Uh, he is... Uh, he is uh, come out against it. He has not been supportive of it in the least. And, uh, the majority of the country is, is very, been very supportive of it. So this is a loser for him. Uh, this is, a, this is appealing to his base, his core uh, supporters. And, um, and he, at this point, 
he needs to to broaden his tent because right now all the polls show him not only down nationally to Joe Biden, which is uh, you know not surprising uh, because uh, you know he lost the popular vote last time, but he's down in the swing states, and if he thinks this is a uh, uh, an issue that is going to win him votes in the battlegrounds, Midwestern states, your Wisconsin's and your Michigan's and your Pennsylvania's. The polls are not showing that at this point. Joe, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. When we come back, I'm going to ask Joe Garofoli about the California view of the presidential election right after this. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bolwa, and I'm joined by our senior political writer, Joe Garofoli. We've been talking about the situation in Portland and the federal response there, but Joe, I want to switch gears a little bit, you've been writing a lot about the view from California on the presidential election, and particularly California Democrats and California progressives and the impact they're trying to have on Joe Biden. Um, how much impact are they having on pushing him left on some issues? Well, definitely having uh, an impact uh, on pushing him left on some issues. Uh, uh, now, Biden is not going to be supporting uh, the, the the prizes of the 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 the, the uh, of uh, the left, you know, Medicare for all or Green New Deal, but they have inched him um, uh, to the left a little bit in terms of, uh, for example, on the environment. Biden wanted to have uh, a carbon-free economy by 2050. Now uh, he's saying he wants it by 2035. Um, and other places, he, he has made his, uh, you know, he's not for Medicare for all, but he does want uh, people to be able to buy into Medicare, and he's going to make that that program uh, available to more low and middle income people and make it uh, and broaden the uh, type of offerings that it's going to have. So they're inching them left on some things. The, their strategy is to uh, say, okay, we're going to get these gains now and we'll, we'll move them uh, to, to the left just a little bit and keeping the door open on these issues. And then they're going to, the protests against Joe Biden are, are, are going to, uh, uh, going to, continue uh after you know if he should be elected and uh and they're going to be coming from the left they're going to they're going to hold his feet to the fire in this stuff and say hey you know you said you wanted to do this and now that they've sort of moved the uh the, the his playing field to the left a little bit it's going to make it easier for them to press him to continue uh to adapt more progressive stances so given that california is probably going to go for the democrat in the election joe where where do it's the safest bet you can ever make where do the progressives draw their power on these issues why do they why do they uh where are they listened to well they're listened to because uh bernie sanders won the california primary it was uh, sort of his uh, last hurrah of uh, his presidential campaign, he he handily uh, trounced Biden here. There's a uh, a, a strong like a, a majority of uh, Biden. I'm sorry, uh, Sanders uh, supporters in the California 
delegation to the national convention. And so they've uh, exacted some uh, concessions from the party. They have uh, they wanted to have Ro Khanna, who was a national co-chair of the Biden camp of the uh, Sanders campaign to uh, lead the delegation. That's that's usually something that the governor would do. And so that that would have been Gavin Newsom. But uh, there was a compromise. And so the three co-chairs are going to be uh, Ro Khanna, Barbara Lee, the congresswoman from Oakland, and uh, Hilda Solis, a, uh, a supervisor from uh, Los Angeles, and she's uh, more of a, a Biden supporter. Um, and they, so they've um, they've they've been able to do these things and um, and, and exact their power uh, for Biden. They've also uh, recently, as the Chronicle first reported, they got the party to say, "Well, we're not that," or they're trying to get the party to say, "No more uh, campaign contributions." Don't they're not going to accept campaign contributions from police unions. Uh, the party has uh, stopped doing that, and they're not soliciting them anymore. Um, and uh, that they're going to try and uh, enshrine that in the um, in the uh, party's platform. Um, so, and that's and that's a tough one for Biden because he has long courted police unions and police support. Over the years, remember he he was the he was the uh, main author of the crime bill back in, in 1994. Uh, something that Cory Booker said uh, referred to him as the architect of mass incarceration for that for that measure. Um, so uh, Biden is, has come a long way since then, and he's coming even uh, he's even moving a little bit since uh, the primaries essentially wrapped up in March. All right, last question, Joe. You had a great scoop about the latest in the vice presidential sweepstakes. Uh, California Democrats, again, urging Joe Biden to pick a candidate they prefer. What's the latest? They said uh, they wrote uh, Biden a, a letter that we obtained at the Chronicle, and it said uh, they, they urged Biden to pick one of three people. Barbara Lee, again, uh, uh, Nina Turner, who was a, uh, a top official in the Bernie Sanders campaign, um, or Karen Bass, who is a congresswoman from uh, Los Angeles, former uh, uh, leader of the state assembly here in California, first African-American woman to do that. Three women of color. Uh, that's notable not only for the people that it suggested, but for the people uh, it didn't suggest, namely Kamala Harris, the uh, senator from California, uh, who they consider to be uh, too uh, mainstream uh, and uh, they don't like her law enforcement background. And uh, Elizabeth Warren too. Uh, they, they felt it was also they felt they wanted to have a uh, a woman of color be on the ticket, and and that is not Elizabeth Warren. So, given that, does that discount Kamala Harris as a as a potential running mate? Oh no, I I think the uh, uh, the the odds are that it will be Kamala Harris. Um, I think that the that's she is uh, other other folks have uh, faded. You don't hear much about Warren, even though she is the the uh, a favorite among some uh, progressives. Uh, you don't hear much about Stacey Abrams, but she will be a guest on our, my podcast this week. Uh, and you know, <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> I had to get a plug. I had to get a plug in there, <laughs> and and you don't. Uh, you don't hear much about uh, some of the others who have been um, who have been in the in the running uh, for a while, um, but you do hear Karen Bass, who's also been on the podcast. Talk Copen and I talked to her the other day, and uh, she she may be uh, she may be the sleeper pick here. Um, but yet she, Kamala she, Harris still seems to uh, have some of the qualities that Joe Biden might be looking for. Absolutely. And uh, she has known the Biden family for many years. She was friends with Biden's late son. Uh, there, there were fellow state attorney generals. Um, uh, there's even talk that, that, that Biden appreciated at some level 
<laughs> the fact that that the Harris went after him in the debates and, and that was a, a high point for her campaign and possibly one of the lowest points for his. Um, but uh, t- some say that 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 he kind of respected that at some level. Um, she also uh, obviously she is a woman of color and she is uh, and she is. Uh, can tap into a big donor base here in California. Uh, she is and most important, I think, to him. She had not only has national experience, but she has been vetted in a uh, through a, the national presidential campaign. Even though she uh, dropped out, uh, was it in December before the first primaries? She had been in the campaign for you know she had launched in I believe it was January, uh, and so she had been on the road. She had she the, the national media knows her, um, and uh, so and. She and she goes and she swings hard at Trump, which and uh, and will at Pence, which will be, uh, of course, much uh, valued in that campaign. All right, Joe, let's leave it there. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, bud. I hope to see you in real life soon. (laughs) Me too. Thanks to my guest today, Joe Garofoli, our senior political writer. You can get his podcast. It's all political wherever you get fifth and mission to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening.